Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. Well, hey, y'all ready for this? I'm ready for this. You you ready for this, Ricky? I am ready. Okay, well, we are currently sitting in the dark. <laughs> well, semi-darkness. <laughs> we turned off the light. It's not because the power went out. We turned off the lights because... We installed a dimmer switch in this room, and it was just flickering like crazy. The lights yep. were not designed for it. Whatever. It's fine. So we opened up the window. So by the light of the natural window, we're, right. <laughs> we're going to uh, we're going to share with you here. Uh, this is a fun one. I enjoy this topic mostly because it is groundbreaking for so many people. Um, man, this is one of... Yeah, just... I, I love it. Okay, we're going to be talking about the hub and spoke strategy. If you're not yet familiar with that, it, there is a couple of lessons in the YouTube system that are currently sitting. Let me make sure I do this. I tell you correctly here. Uh, as of recording this, they are in phase four. Um, however, with the update happening soon in the YouTube system, they'll be in phase two, which is the both of them have the same name, the traction phase. Uh, so there are a couple lessons in there about this wagon wheel strategy and the roundup hub video and the hub and spoke strategy. Now, in a nutshell, what that is, essentially, you're creating videos just like a wagon wheel. If you can picture a old-fashioned wagon wheel, there's the hub of the wagon wheel that attaches to the axle of the wagon wheel, and then there's spokes that point to that hub. And the strategy is creating intentionally pre-planning videos that are spoke videos that lead interest towards the hub video. And the fundamental idea of the hub video is it leads to actions. Yep. Whatever actions you want your audience to do. And the power of it is it can lead to actions that are outside of YouTube, not just a chain of watching like, hey, watch this next video. It can lead to signing up for my newsletter, buying my product, uh, subscribing to my Patreon, a lot of different things. Uh, and the, the beauty of it is because it's a hub video, it tends to be a bit longer, and they've come from another video to that video, they've already got the watch time in, and so YouTube is likes that. Yes. They, they like you, and so uh, they're not as, um, uh, what what is it, reluctant to promote that yeah. video because they've already shown watch time from it. And so even if people go outside of YouTube from that video, you're still good. I've, by the way, that's like one of the most common questions I get when I talk about driving action on a blog or website, you know, anything off of YouTube. People say, well, isn't that just going to hurt in the algorithm? Like, isn't YouTube going to hate that? It's like, well, if you've done a good job of getting people to watch multiple videos on your channel and watch a good portion of a long video, no, YouTube's going to be pretty happy about that. They yeah. know people are eventually going to leave. Yes. So anyway. Yeah, I like that. And so it's it's totally, it's been test and proven. And um, this conversation came up because there was a thread recently as of recording this from Project 24 member Freelance MVP um, and is Evan. And he just made a really cool just after action review story of uh, the threads called After Action Review Project 24 Hub Video Strategy with Stats and Revenue. It just tells the story, backstory of what he was doing with his channel. It's kind of has an information product for uh, freelancers, et cetera, and gave some stats of before doing a hub video, before implementing the strategy and after. And I'll just give high level because they gave a lot more details here. They said uh, about 40,000 subscribers on the channel, average five to eight minute videos, 
um, getting about 10,000 views on each video. And then they're um, from the course sales, they were making about $200 a week from course sales, right? Right. They implemented this strategy and afterwards, <laughs> he said, Nate, I am not all caps, not sorry to, sorry to report that. Um, they posted a 30 minute hub video, 30 minute. This is a lot longer than the typical video about six weeks ago. It has currently sitting at 29,000 views, which is probably more now uh, because this was posted over a week ago as of recording this. And uh, the retention's good. It's got tons of comments, but then also uh, it's contributed to new subscribers, 1,200 new subscribers. But then also last week, this remember this is six weeks after the video was published. Yeah, not like immediate. Not just the first week. oftentimes when you get the biggest benefit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Six weeks later, they're they're netting uh, 2,300 in course sales. That's over 10 times as much yeah. as they were doing before. That is super inspiring to me. Super awesome. I, I just smile. I love when I see the strategies in action. Uh, and uh, Evan, you're doing awesome with that. So that's really cool. Uh, but it sparked this discussion that I wanted yeah. to have with you, Ricky, and, and with you listening to this about implementing this. Now, if I'm honest, currently, as of recording this, the lessons in Project 24 are primarily targeted at information archetype channels. And because of that, I'm going to, I think we, in fact, we might even just skip over it entirely, how you would apply it there, to lead to a discussion of, before these updates happen in the YouTube system, but of how you would apply this hub and spoke strategy if you're an entertainment channel or a connection archetype. Like if you're leading with a different archetype, how would you approach that? So that's what we wanted to talk about here. I'm super excited to share. Yeah. You ready? You ready to talk? Totally. About this? Let's dive in. Okay. So let's talk about inf- uh, or <laughs> see. I said information. Let's talk about info channels. <laughs> let's talk about info channels because I don't love the rest of it. No, that's definitely not the case. Uh, entertainment style of channels. There is a lot more than you think you can do on an entertainment style of channel. So let's use an example. I often use the example of gaming mostly because that is commonly, it's commonly viewed as a really low revenue style of channel. I think it's particularly hard. Particularly hard unless you're um, really big. Because all that we see, all the idols, you know, million plus subscriber channels type of thing. However, implementing this hub and spoke strategy, I think you can have a lot more success earlier on than you might think. So let's use a gaming channel example. What would you do for the hub and the spokes? So on a gaming channel, I mean, the one of the things we have to remember is like, why do people watch our videos? And I think that can help um, drive us toward these sorts of ideas, right? So you know, on a gaming channel, why are people watching me? You know, maybe maybe they do like watching you play through a game. And so it feels like Hub and Spoke doesn't make sense because it feels like it's more of a chain of videos, right? Mm-hmm. There's kind of like a part watch one the of, next yeah. part here. Or, right. Yeah. But, but there are a lot of gaming videos where that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it kind of depends a little bit on the content you make. But I could see um, the Hub and the Spokes need to be like the same audience. And so if you do multiple games, I would make them about the same game um, or, you know, at least the same, like whatever, if it's like a group of games, like call of duty or whatever, but some aspects of the game that are kind of more of a normal video that would get a lot of views that, you know, do well, but then they point towards something 
that would be really interesting to at least some of the viewers. Maybe not all of them, but at least some. You know, so in some cases it could be like, um, like how I, whatever, how I'm really successful at this game, how I, whatever it is. It could be, and Nate and I were chatting about this beforehand, it could be how I became a gaming YouTuber. Mm -hmm. And you could literally do a 30-minute video about how you got to where you are um, as a gaming YouTuber. Mm -hmm. And you could literally be an affiliate for Project 24. Mm -hmm. And you could teach people how you did this on YouTube and how you've built a profitable channel. What percentage of your viewers would at least be interested in learning? I mean, what percentage of people that watch gaming videos also aspire to be a gaming YouTuber? Mm-hmm. I think it's quite a few. I think it's quite a few. And and so these actions are, they could be anything from, yeah, if you're an affiliate, let's say Project 24, but you, you're like, dang, Project 24 totally blew up my gaming channel. Yeah. And, but I don't want to teach people how to build their own, you know, YouTube channel. You could just become an affiliate and then say, hey, this is how I did it. Tell the story. I use this program, you know, um, and then just affiliate. You get commissioned that way. Um, other options, if you have, if you did a video, like a hub video, how I stream on, yeah. you know, how I stream my gaming. Right. Even if your All channel different- isn't about gear and streaming, et cetera, totally. but behind the scenes showing, oh, yeah, this is my mic. This is my camera. This is the software I use. And all the links are in my description, you know, go, go check it out. I, I use this one, this mic, I tried a bunch of mics. This one's the best because of this. So use my link and you get affiliate commission that way. Yeah. Because I think the cool thing here is because it's an action driver video, it doesn't necessarily have to be a perfect fit for the rest of your, your, your content. Right. If you normally do very entertaining, um, let's say Minecraft, but everything's huge. You know, if you normally do that type of video, and then this one's like, well, how I record my Minecraft videos. Like, that's way different. But because it's an action driver, the people that are curious or interested will come to that video more prepared. And and whatever you offer, whatever action you want them to do in that video is much more likely to happen. One of the things I love about this is, is and, and yes, like, we know that video is not going to spread the way the rest of your videos do. YouTube's not going to show it to all of your audience. It's going to feel... Um, like it doesn't apply to everyone and it's cause it doesn't, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the value though of the action that it drives is huge. And so the amount of income you can generate from it is enormous. And the cool thing is we don't have to rely as much on YouTube's algorithm to show it. One of the things that I think, I think this is kind of a mistake that maybe people make is it feels like for a hub video, I need to plan out the whole hub and spoke, Right. It's like, if I want to make a wheel, I have to create the hub and the spokes at the same time, uh-huh. plan them, they're all going to fit together, and then I have a completed wheel. Uh-huh. We have done hub videos. Like, the first video that promoted Project 24 is still on YouTube. It still gets views. And I'm like, okay, that's one I should probably battleship, and I should probably point people to the newer ones, uh-huh. um, or the newest one, and eventually remove that one, because it's, it's so old. Um, way outdated right but it was so effective that and and it still drives sales today and for for literally years since then in a video where it kind of makes sense all i have to do is say hey you want to learn how to do this go check out this video then i don't have to just say in a random video hey go check out my you know here on my website i have links for all the stuff that i use Mm -hmm. um for my gaming setup no you just say like 
hey, you want to see how I make these videos? Go check out this video here. I'll walk you through the whole process. Mm-hmm. Super short call to action, and you can do it 100 times over the next couple of years. Uh-huh. And and the beauty of this, I'm nodding in agreement here. Yeah, I realize yeah, he's over there. I'm nodding, yes, yes. nodding, yeah. The beauty of this is we found it to be far more effective to do it this way than just one-off mentions. Right. Uh, again, back totally. to the gaming channel example. Oh, by the way, you know, if you want to know what gear I use in my videos, check out my description. Like that's yeah. a one-off mention and maybe you'll get some conversions there. But compare that with the actions that YouTube wants of check out another video. It's yeah. a longer video. Like it's got more meat to it. Uh, check out another video. They watch through that video. They're much more ready to take an action uh-huh. than if, even if all the other content is super entertaining, crazy, whatever you're doing on your channel, even if it's that and you just do a little mention your call to, en- uh, call to action at the end is another video. Even if all of that, um, having more time in a video dedicated to preparing the audience to take an action is really powerful. Yeah. And it perfectly meshes with the algorithm's goals of keeping people on YouTube. That's why this is so cool. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what it would look like there in, in addition to video chains, et cetera. Um, that's kind of what it would look like with an entertainment or and with the example of a gaming channel. Now let's talk more of a connection archetype. And I wanted to use the example of, let's say it's a parenting, but it's not necessarily how to parent. It's here's our life as right. parents. Or, you know, maybe you're a mom vlogger and it's like day-to-day life you know, the activities for kids, whatever it is, your, your topics you're doing in your channel. What would we do there with a hub and spoke? Yeah, I think, um, you know, to figure out what your hub video can be, we need to figure out what monetization again makes sense for the people that watch my videos. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, mom vlog, are they watching because there's something cool about me? Like, you know, I have a billion kids Mm -hmm. and (laughs) I still seem to have a clean house, you know? Um, it's like, okay, well, what, maybe they want to know what cleaning products I use. Uh, maybe that's something that I talk about in the videos a little bit. It's just like, you know, I'm cleaning while I'm talking to them or whatever. Then it's like, hey, do you want to know like what I use and why? Uh, that could be the product, the action. So then what? We make a video that's just about like how I keep my house clean with 10 kids. With 10 kids. Yeah. Um, And that could go a different direction too. It could be like, hey, you know, here's all the cleaning products, but also like I get the kids involved and here's how. I have this super motivational process that I use that gets the kids interested in like actually helping Mm -hmm. and not just creating messes. And um, Spoken like a true dad. Yeah, right? (laughs) And so if you have a system that works really well for you and you can create a product, even if it's like printables or something digital, you can sell that, but if there's a physical product associated, you can sell through a Shopify store. You know, um, I, I think it's the the heirs. There's a book, um, I think it was one of the Love and Logic books where they kind of teach a system. It might be a totally different book, so I might be crediting the wrong people. Um, <laughs> but this system of like pegs where the kid like has specific tasks they're supposed to do each day, and if they do them, they earn a peg. And if they get all their pegs for a whole week, they get extra allowance if they, you know, and the amount of allowance or whatever they get is dependent upon how many of their pegs they got done. Mm -hmm. And not only do they have to do them, this is the other cool thing, they have to do them, but then they have to fill out this little sheet of paper, give it to you to sign it, and then put it in the little bucket or whatever. They have to be responsible and do that. So even if they did the chores, they don't get paid unless they do the the report. But if you had like 
all those things built out in a cool, pretty, crafty way and then sold that on Etsy or Shopify, like how, whatever business model you want to use. Mm-hmm. So depending on how we can monetize, that sort of dictates kind of what that hub video could be about. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And again, back to kind of what we were referencing, the hub video doesn't necessarily have to be entirely on brand with the right. rest of your stuff. Right. For example, using this, let's say most of your content isn't about how you clean your house, right. but you do have a sweet little process. And maybe during your videos, you say, okay, yeah, after I did my, you know, my such and such process that I came up with, with my kids, um, then I moved on to this. Oh, and by the way, if you want to know about my process, check out this video, you know, right. point to a card and your, your spoke, that's a spoke for that hub video. Even if the rest of your stuff isn't about your, you know, keeping your house clean or whatever, if it's about traveling with your big family or whatever it is, even with that, you can still have mentions. In fact, that's probably one of the best ways I can think to approach doing spoke videos. If they're, that's kind of an indirect approach, I would right. take. Yeah, yeah. Like if I have this strategy, hey, by the way, this is, of course, I'm not a perfect person, but you see my house, it's usually fairly tidy. Here's yeah. what I do. If you want to know how I do it, check out this video. And, you know, think outside the box, like really, like Nate just mentioned traveling with family. It's like, yeah, if you have a system for that, or, you know, maybe there's certain products that you use or certain, you know, it's like, oh, by the way, what this airline is particularly helpful when I have a bunch of kids for these reasons. If there's any sort of affiliate relationship you can create, there are a lot more ways to monetize your channel than you probably think there are. Yeah. Um, there may be people who specialize in fa- uh, like large family travel, that that's what their content's about and they have an info product and you can be an affiliate for them. Because you're not a travel vlogger, you're a lifestyle family mom, whatever. Um, but travel's one of the things you do. And so you say, hey, and by the way, I found this system to be really helpful um, for for traveling with kids. And um, like I use it, I think it's awesome. And so I think you should go check it out. You could make a video about that, essentially endorsing somebody else's info yeah, product. You don't even need to make the product. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. We don't all have to be experts in everything. Like if we have an audience and somebody else is an expert in like one area of, of interest for our audience, we can monetize our audience with their product. And the same goes with uh, products or companies that are yes. up and coming. I found recently, actually, I didn't tell you this, Ricky, but recently, um, so my wife's been doing more, um, in her, she's been building an Instagram out uh-huh. and been getting some pretty cool success. And a company reached out to her just because they saw she did a, did a particular type of content. Uh, and they reached out and said, hey, we have these products. They were on Amazon and they were you know, fairly highly rated, but they weren't that big yet. Yeah, yeah. And so they offered to send her a product and um, offered a, what I would call an early adopters um, commission rate, yeah. <laughs> if I may say so. So with, they offered a 30% commission nice. rate which is wow. pretty darn good for an affiliate she doesn't Especially have to do anything like except share products. the product yeah that's awesome so a 30 percent rate and i mean we're still looking into it to see if it, what we actually do but that is not foreign and and so when i'm looking for things that are related to my audience to point to as action driver the actions i want them to take uh there are a lot of opportunities that are not mainstream that right. sometimes you just have to ask 
Like if there's a company whose products you really like and you can't find anything about an affiliate program or referral program or anything on their website, just send them an email and say, hey, yeah, I have an audience. Look at my content. I have talked a lot about your content in the past or your products. I really like them. Can we work something out? Yeah. You know, just kind of negotiate that way. I realize we're deviating a little bit here, but it, it's not necessarily a deviation because the point is the hubs that you intentionally design on your channel lead to actions. And it's one of the reasons, one of the, I would say one of the biggest reasons why Project 24 members are able to monetize much sooner than other types of channels. Yeah. Because we do this approach. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's about what I had. Did you have? No, that, else? I mean, that really covers it. I, but I think it was key to talk about monetization because we have to get outside that box. We have to stop thinking about like, I'm an entertainment channel. I'll just get paid for views. It'll oh, just yeah, be ads. I have to get a million subscribers. And then maybe someday, yeah, get someday anything. I'll get a, a sponsor, but I need a million subs and huge view counts to get that. Like, no, think outside the box. Um, and if you can get yourself earning some more money now, even with a smaller audience, imagine what you're going to be able to reinvest into your channel and what it can become. Yeah. So... Oh, I remembered. We, we were talking about sponsored oh, yeah. videos. Uh -huh. Would we ever do a hub and spoke with a sponsored video? Right. That's a tricky that. space because yeah. this is actually something I, want, I wanted to bring up here because it will be a big topic, particularly with certain channels, um, if the play is sponsors. Yeah. I would, I would be very careful about doing a hub video that's a sponsored video because of the potential of you sending a lot more traffic to that sponsor than what they paid for. Right. Uh, and it's not that you want to be stiff and selfish. That's not what we're saying here. It's that like you want to have a fair relationship. Yeah. And so if you're intending on sending a lot of future videos traffic to this video, um, from the sponsor side, they don't necessarily know that that's what you're planning on doing. You could like promise it, but it's not necessarily that they will pay you based on uh, hoped for future views. No, that, I think that would be kind of stupid right. on their part. But on your end, it would also not be fair to yourself if you were planning on doing that and sending a lot of traffic to this, you know, as a hub video, if they're only paying you for current views or, or yeah. current audience. Now, some workarounds with that. We said, if you can work out a action-based result as well, like let's say it's a sponsor video, they pay you, they pay you uh, 10K for the sponsor, but then based on if every person that signs up, you get a commission or something like that. Right. Um, then that that seems a little bit more fair to me because then even if you're sending people to it, the, in, the initial amount they paid you plus additional actions. So I would, I would, if possible, negotiate the sponsorship based on actions or at least include that in right. the sponsorship. Yeah, or some sort of like ongoing views or something. Because mm -hmm. um, otherwise, yeah, it really just doesn't make sense to keep sending traffic to that video over time. Um, the other situation we kind of talked about was if this is um, a sponsor that you want to form a, an ongoing relationship with. That's right. And so you want this video to just like perform exceptionally well and on an ongoing basis so that they can continue to see those signups or whatever taking place. If they see that, that might be something that they would that would entice them to want to form an ongoing sponsorship relationship with you. Definitely. Uh, but yes, with sponsorships, this is particularly tricky. It seems like sponsorships most of the time would make the most sense on normal spreading 
videos. Yes. Um, that kind of fit your bread your and butter normal. videos. Yeah. Like a, if I was a gaming channel and I just knew I kind of had this formula for a type of video that was right. going to do well, you just know, yeah, you negotiate with the sponsor. You say, yeah, this is what the video is going to be. It's going to be similar to these other videos that all got a hundred thousand views on them. Mm-hmm. And then you negotiate the rate that way. Right. Like that makes sense. And then within that video, it could be a spoke video and, and just, uh, totally you get paid for the yep. spoke video, but then you lead to the action driver video, the hub video elsewhere. <laughs> Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that as long as it's not in your yeah. agreement. But like, how's the sponsor going to say, oh, by the way, you can't lead them to watch other videos on your channel. That doesn't even no, make that, sense. Not at all. So <laughs> that's how I'd approach it there. Yeah. Um, and, the, and then again, with the other channel types, if you are able to negotiate a sponsor video where they are paying you, but then again, it's based on like results, like every person that signs up for this cleaning product or, or whatever you're promoting within right. the video, yeah. then, then it makes more sense. Right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yep. Here's hoping that this episode has been really helpful for you. Thank you, Ricky, for, for yeah. sitting down to chat. And if you have not yet, if you're in the earlier stages of, of building your channel, you're still in the earlier um, growth, you're learning the earlier skill sets, tuck this away. Keep it in mind when you get to that point within the YouTube system, come back and listen to this episode, watch through the lessons and start implementing it right away because it's going to do really good stuff for you. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but is not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.